Hey girl, hey. Hey girls, hey. Hey girl, hey. Anyway, let's get raw. Hey, you. I guess you should be saying it to me. It's been a while. It's been almost five months since my last podcast. Or since last time I did anything with Raw Beauty, for that matter. I took a little step back because I was kind of going through something. And I felt like I couldn't share it because... I just had this idea that all these influencers on social media, all they do is they share their success. They share the highlights. They share the good. They share everything you're supposed to do in order to have a happy, successful life. And you really don't see much of the behind the scenes. And so I felt like all I was supposed to share on my business journey was the highlights, the good stuff, everything that's considered a success in most people's eyes. And I just thought, today I can't do that. Especially if it's been almost five months since my last podcast, or five months since I've done anything. I need to just be real. I took a step back because I was drowning. (laughs) And I was also floating in isolation out in space all at the same time. I was drowning myself in anxiety. I would simply think about everything I wanted, well, needed, and even just wanted to do for my business, and then I couldn't function. Instead of looking at everything one step at a time and taking everything as the process comes, I would look at the whole picture. I would think of everything I had to do and in order to get a certain outcome And I would paralyze myself in fear. I would crawl into my bed and I would sleep. Or I would get a blanket, lay on my couch, and cuddle with my puppy, who's an English Springer Spaniel. So she's super cute and furry and, oh, she's the best cuddler. I just, I stopped. I couldn't function. I was so scared. I would just drown in anxiety. But at the same time, I was floating. I was floating in isolation, Because I felt like no one understood or honestly even cared to understand how I was feeling or what I was going through. I was surrounded by a cloud or almost like a smog that dulled my senses and intoxicated my lungs, filling me with self-doubt. I felt absolutely disgusted with who I saw in the mirror And I felt like I was a complete waste of space, waste of people's time, a waste of air. I felt like I was a failure. And here I taught, I I danced since I was two years old. And then immediately after graduating high school and being done dancing, I was hired on as a substitute teacher and then hired on full-time, starting out with just one studio and then also hired on at our sister studio. So I taught dance for 10 years, and I retired just this last year. I retired just this last school year so that I could 
pursue this dream of starting this business called Raw Beauty just so I could do nothing with it. And honestly, to be quite frank, my significant other reminded me of that constantly. Every single day, I could have been doing something towards my business and I chose not to. It f- it felt like a choice. I kept telling myself, Katie, you're choosing to sleep. You're choosing to drown yourself with anxiety. Why don't you just get this stuff done? Other people do it. Why can't you just do it? And I just froze. I did nothing with this vision. I had this dream that fueled my soul and lit a fire under me. And I quit dance the one thing that I absolutely loved. And I i mean, I love many other things in life too, don't get me wrong, but I retired from teaching dance. When you teach, when you're a teacher, you are mentoring, you're shaping young minds, you are giving everyone equal opportunity and treating all these children with kindness and love and compassion and you're nurturing them. And that is something that I've always loved to do. And I think probably why I've come across so naturally this mentoring women with different tidbits and pieces of advice for hair and makeup and whatnot. I just come by it naturally because I love to teach. I love to share knowledge. I love to educate and feel as though I am helping people feel empowered. And I was doing nothing with it. I left dance. I left that mentorship mentorship, so I could do this. And then I did nothing with it. If I hadn't taken a step back from raw beauty, I would have sponsorship set up. I would be selling my stickers at the local stores or even have um, apparel and logo wear on my website for people to purchase. I would have artists on my website I have a following on social media income to provide my family with more comfort than what I provide them now. And better yet, I would have more income to give to others. I see all these things that I want to give to and I can't because I barely have anything for my family. More of an income, more stability would make me feel so successful. Honestly, I was lost. I was drifting in space, watching as life passed me by, and I just went through the motions. I was completely numb to my senses these last five months. So eventually, how did I get back on track? Well, let's let's go there. <laughs> it wasn't pretty. It was ugly. A lot of tears. A lot of tears are still shed a lot of anger, a lot of bitterness with myself. And then in turn, it is spread onto other people. I eventually did find that my medication was not working. And so I needed a change. My body had gotten used to it. Medications oftentimes do that where our bodies just get used to a certain medication, especially when it is doing things with our brain. I feel like I'm not even supposed to be talking about this because I'm not a professional (laughs) with this. However, I have been going through um, 
all of these changes and growing with my depression and anxiety and learning how to live with it and coexist with my depression and anxiety and allowing it to really it is a part of who I am but not letting it control me so I've been working with this not battling it but working with it since I was 13 years old is when I first got diagnosed and um, I mean honestly it's been my whole life ever since I was a child I can remember having this but really working with it medication strategies to cope with it um, you know just becoming comfortable with who I am I've really been working with it since I was 13 so I found that my body does start to get used to medications um, that I've been taking for about four-ish years is kind of when the doc- my doctors have found, oh my gosh, Katie, yeah, you're plateauing. We should probably switch it up. Um, and it's not like that for every single medication. It's just quite a few that I've been on. So I needed to adjust my medication. My body had gotten used to it. I put off changing my medication in hopes that spring would come and the sun would cure me. Cure me is in quotations how I wrote it. But Minnesota happened and a cure did not happen. I live in Minnesota where the weather is bipolar and you could have a hot, a heat wave, hurricane, and a snowstorm all in the same day. I shit you not. So... Minnesota was like, nah, girl, you don't need the sun. What? Why would we have that? Why would we have warm weather? Why would there be sun? Let's just let it keep snowing. Let's let it rain. Let's keep the days great. So, um, yeah, that didn't happen. So rather than waiting and waiting and waiting for spring to finally come, or then it ended up just being straight into summer, I changed my medication and I felt so much better. Um, I felt better on this new medication than what I would feel had I not been on medication. But it still just was not quite good enough. It, I, I wasn't quite feeling like I had. And I know the difference between, okay, my medication's not working and I'm going through a midlife crisis and I need to figure out how to get out of this or get in a more positive environment. It definitely was a medication thing. Um, I switched again after a month of being on the other medication and now I can't tell you how much relief I feel. It's so amazing. I don't feel smothered in the cloud. I feel as though I can talk. I can walk. I can actually utilize all my senses. I can look my eight-year-old daughter in the eyes and admire her and engage in conversation with her I wasn't doing that for five months I'm not it was just the craziest thing to me and I my daughter and I we are thick as thieves we are partners in crime we are she's everything to me and I'm everything to her so that is weird if we do not have a connection like out uh, out of this world out of this realm if we are not feeling that connection that is very unusual for us so now I have that connection and I feel that relief and I feel so good um February through April I was working out four to six days a week Uh, I'm huge in strength training throughout my pregnancy I was doing strength training three to five mornings a week and I was running (laughs) every single day about five to seven days a week 
which seems like a lot, but I felt so good through my pregnancy. Didn't know I was pregnant for a while, and that's probably part of it, but February through April, I was working out four to six days a week doing strength training, but I moved my body every single day, seven days a week. In May, I was working at the salon nonstop. Everyone was coming back from down south. People were trying to get in for graduations and get their hair done for summer, so all of my coworkers and I, we all felt like we were just in a haze. It was so busy. So of course, I'm not making time for myself. I'm not making time to move my body and do this strength training, which really just, oh my God, my soul feels so alive and my heart is feeling awesome when I do this. I was working out not at all. Not a single time did I move my body in May. June, I started to work out again and now I work out two, three days a week, but also I have now implemented some really great eating habits. I don't believe in diets. I don't believe in diet culture. I like to implement healthy eating habits and healthy workout habits. I don't believe in phases. I don't believe in doing challenges. Like this is just something like if you're going to change physical activity and your eating habits, it needs to be, you know, a lifestyle change. So I started changing my eating habits and I'm healthier. My mood has improved. And before I barely spoke about strength training, out of fear that I would need something to show for it, I wasn't losing weight or inches and I didn't have muscles bulging out of my back or my collarbone bulging out. And I felt like, gosh, if If I tell people I'm strength training and they don't see these muscles or they don't see me losing weight, you know, they're going to think, what the frick? This girl is a crock of shit. I tell you what. So I never spoke about it, even though this is the one thing that I so love and I love sharing my education on it too and my knowledge. Um, But I wasn't losing weight or inches and I thought that those two things were the one were the things that I needed in order to measure success. So here I was, yet again, feeling like a failure at something else. And it was something else that my heart also felt so passionate about. I was passionate about raw beauty, and I failed at that. I was passionate about working out, and I failed miserably at that. And honestly, it wasn't until literally this week, the end of June, and I don't even know what the date is today, the t- June 23rd. I'm recording this and I just realized this week, I see my growth with working out and eating healthier. My energy is up. My mood is more stable and I'm feeling more happy. My body is toned. I mean, I still got, I, I'm still a size 10, 12, but oh my gosh, my body is so much more toned. I feel like my butt, okay, I I will show that off. I have no problem. I feel so good about myself. I'm driven. I have goals set every week, not just for strength training and working out, but in life in general. And I feel pretty sexy. I feel sexier than I felt in years. So I see it how successful I have been with this. And I also had to remind myself, you know, Katie, back when you didn't show success to other people through raw beauty, you saw it in yourself. 
you knew the progress you were making every week. You knew the stepping stones you had to you had to climb in order to get where you needed to be. And yeah, it was going a little slow, but you were going to get there, honey. And you just had to be patient with yourself. And so instead of letting somebody else tell me, oh, hey, yeah, what are you actually doing every day? Are, are you just sleeping in? Are you just going to bed as soon as you get home? Yeah, I fucking was. But you know what? That is mental health. And it sucks. It sucks. It was hard enough for me. And I didn't need anybody else to tell me that. And so many people go through that. And we just are not gentle on ourselves. We need to extend the same grace to ourselves that we extend to other people. So I had to start with baby steps. I had fallen off the bandwagon, fallen off the face of the earth for five months. I never post on social media ever, hardly. And especially in that five months, I didn't post anything because I felt like such a failure. And I couldn't jump back on the bandwagon. I made a podcast earlier about how we have to implement a few things here and there, one step at a time. Try adding water. Then you can start adding in a salad every day. Then you can start moving your body, going for a walk. You can start exercising two days a week or one day a week. It, you have to take baby steps. So if I were to start up with Raw Beauty, do all the strength training, figure out my medications. If I were to do all that at once, oh, Nelly, I really would have been drowning and that would not have been good. It would have been even worse. And let me tell you, there were some dark moments. There were some really dark moments that unfortunately is natural. It comes with the territory of depression and anxiety, and I am so happy that I got out of that spot. But if I were to try to do everything all at once, it, it could have been so much more catastrophic. It's taken me a, ba- a while to get back on track, too. Because, honestly, it, it is hard when you have a significant other that does not understand mental illness. And my significant other does not understand depression. During that time, I needed someone to help me. I needed somebody to grab my hand and pull me out from the shallow water that I was drowning in. And I meant it when I said shallow water. You feel as though you're on your back and you're right there at the surface but there's maybe a foot of water above your face and you're looking out of the water and you see everybody, you see life happening, you see the your loved ones, you see everyone going about their daily lives and sometimes people look at you while you're in the water, sometimes people stop and think, hey, I wonder if she's going to be okay or maybe I'll let her breathe from my oxygen tank for a little bit, but I was still underwater and I was still reaching out of the water. I could feel my arms reaching in the air, feeling the warm sun hitting it, reaching for somebody to pull me out of the shallow water because I couldn't stand up in the shallow water and save myself. And even though I had therapy, even though I had medication that I apparently wasn't working as great as it could have been, I needed somebody and 
the hardest part of all of this was that my significant other did not know how to grab my hand and pull me out of the water. And it is hard for him and it's hard for me because we are, we've been raised by two different family dynamics. We, I mean, all couples are, all couples are raised with different family dynamics. And when you come together with someone, you have to figure out, okay, this is what I loved about my family. This is what has kind of maybe traumatized me (laughs) a little bit about my family that I want to change with us. How, what are we going to change about our upbringings um, so we can come together and create a new upbringing style for our child. And what did we love about our families? What lessons did we learn? What things did we love that we are, would love to implement with our child and with our family and growing together? And him and I are from two completely different families. I come from a family that is very nurturing. Um, we speak so openly to each other. Um, for the most part, but we are very good about knowing that we need to just tell each other how we feel. We need to tell each other what we need. Nobody takes offense to it. Everyone is so receptive and everyone is very like, yeah, okay, tell me what I need to do in order to help you and I will do it. I will be there for you. And I grew up with a family that was very giving and nurturing and loving and we're always there for each other. And I and and it sometimes is very hard because my significant other did not grow up like that. So it's hard for us to sometimes come together and understand each other. You know, maybe sometimes I'm a little too giving where I love everyone and everything. I ask a hundred questions, not because I want to gossip, but because, oh my gosh, I've fallen in love with you and who you are. And I want to know your story. I want to know what fuels your soul. I want to know what drives you. I just want to know you. And so sometimes that is taken advantage of where my boyfriend has always had to kind of have a wall up or he's had to protect himself. He's looked out for himself. And so um, sometimes those walls can even still stay up with me. And I share this because when it comes to mental health, it can be so hard to understand each other. It's hard for him to understand, hey, I need, I need your fucking help. I need you to grab my hand and pull me out of this icy cold water. And for him, he's like, okay, you're being a bitch. What the hell's going on? <laughs> so excuse my French, but those that's exactly how it feels. And so it can be so hard to meet in the middle. You need to communicate and keep communicating even when you literally want to stand in front of that person, grab their shoulders, shake them and be like, how the hell do you not see what I am going through? Thank you. You still need to communicate in a calm and effective manner. So when I was going through my tough time, instead of me being like, okay, do you think that like you could be here for me? Do you like you can you just hold my hand? Can you rub my back? Can you just sit with me? Like, do you have to just run away from me all the time? I sounded like that, you guys, and I'm very ashamed of it. I should have been able to just sit down and say, I need you to just be here right now. 
I don't know what's going on with me. I'm so confused. I haven't felt dark, the, this kind of darkness and out of control since I was first embarking on this mental health journey. I haven't felt this in years. I don't know what's going on. I just need you to be here. And so it was hard. It still is hard. And we're still working through so much. And there's always going to be complications. And that is just, that's just how it is. That is how every relationship is. There are always going to be complications. And this is that my mental health problems, my depression, it's not going anywhere. It is a lifetime. Like I, I'm married to my depression. I'm here. For, it's here forever, but I'm growing with it. And so my significant other knew from day one that my depression is here to stay. And so is my dad, like as long as well as my daughter, you know, people think, oh yeah, she seems nice and she's got a daughter. Okay. I think I can handle that baggage. And then it was like, oh, well, by the way, here's a whole suitcase full of crazy that comes with it. No, we're not crazy, but I mean, mental health, sometimes you feel crazy. And sometimes the other person's like, I don't know how to describe you other than crazy, but they have to be able to unpack it and pack it, and unpack it, and pack it, and it's just, they have to be ready for that, and even if you are the person coming into a relationship where the other person has mental health, um, I don't want to say issues, I feel like that's so overused, and it makes it sound so negative, because there really are beautiful things about anxiety and depression, um, when you're coming into a relationship where mental health is involved, you you have to be ready for that. Otherwise, if you're not, you need to go, I don't know, be with a rock because everyone on the face of the earth has mental health issues, um, quite frankly. <laughs> so for now, all I do is I focus on my daughter and myself and I try and do everything. I try and do one thing every day, I should say, to fuel... Um, to serve my boyfriend or to fuel his fire or just to show him that I love him, whether it's getting up at 5.30 and making coffee for him or packing his lunch for him or um, asking him what dinner he wants tonight or something. I try and do something for him every day, but my biggest focus is on myself and my daughter because I cannot pour from an empty cup. <clears throat> but through all of this, I just wanted to say I'm, I'm back. I am fucking back and I feel so good. It feels so good to say that I'm back. I am so ready to see where raw beauty is going. I am ready to see how I fail, how I succeed. I'm ready to see what triumphs I take on and what obstacles I have to overcome. I'm just ready and I'm so... I'm so appreciative to you guys for hanging in there. This is a really long podcast. I'm so sorry, but you don't realize how much it means to me. And I really hope that by exposing myself and like making myself vulnerable to you, that it helps you and that you can get something from it. And even if you're just like, this chick's a basket case, she needs to get her eggs in a line. Then you know what? I helped you figure out ways not to communicate or ways not to be. So I'm just going to tell myself that I helped you in some way. 
All right. Well, you guys, you mean the world to me. I could not do this without you. And honestly, during this dark, during that dark time that I was in, I could not stop thinking about the people that that help raw beauty grow and the people that support me and my vision and everything that raw beauty has to offer and is going to offer and oh I I, I don't even have enough words to say about it but you were a huge reason why I kept going you and my daughter of course (laughs) but thank you Thank you, thank you, thank you. Disclosure, uh, or in closing, I would like to say that I absolutely love my significant other. I love my daughter. I love my life. I love everything. But I needed to express to you the struggles so you knew that I'm a real person. This is real stuff. It's deep shit. But you just have to find light in it. And I just needed to explain how where I went where I went off to. So follow me, check me out on Instagram, check out Raw Beauty on Instagram, Facebook. Um, Yeah, check out the stickers. Hopefully we'll have an online store soon. All right, with that, I leave you. Be beautiful, be raw, be a good person. Bye.